dispatch. Packets of fire all around. Dear Chief, much has happened since we last spoke. Welcome to Dear Chief Podcast, where your hosts and their guests share the 411 of being married to the people who respond to 911s. Take a peek into fire family life and get unabashed advice on how to prevent forest fires in your marriage. Now, here's your hosts, two seasoned firewives, Audra and Chelsea. Welcome back. Today we're going to be discussing alternative interventions for emotional trauma with Valerie Groth of Stella Center in Chicago, Illinois. If you've listened to our past shows, our friend Maddie Forenza suffered from PTSD and recently received a treatment at the Stella Center called the Stellate Ganglion Block. Valerie is here today to talk to us about that procedure and others that are offered through the Stella Center. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Val Groth is a social entrepreneur and experienced nonprofit executive. After formerly working as a school social worker in her most recent role before joining Stella, she served as founder and CEO of Ryan Banks Academy, a nonprofit named after a former student of hers who was lost to gun violence and which focuses on mental health, trauma-informed care, and providing holistic support for students and their families. She is now the director of partnership at Stella. That's a lot. Uh, and we read through your website and I was like, girl, <laughs> how do you have time to breathe? Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about the Stella Center, trauma-informed care, all the fun stuff about you. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I guess in terms of trauma-informed care, so that's always been the space that I've kind of played in, in a professional role in some form or another. So after college and grad school, I was working as a social worker here in Chicago. I worked as a school social worker and I loved it. Loved the work, loved the kids. Um, but I had a caseload of about a thousand people. And if anyone has any idea of like kind of what the recommended ratio is, that is not it. <laughs> it should be about one in 40. So I kept thinking the whole time, like, this is the work that I'm enjoying doing, but there's something kind of flawed with this system and just like the greater bureaucracy around it. So I had a vision of starting a school that was focused on giving every child access to a therapist. And it, it sounded kind of crazy. And so kind of put it on the back burner that one day I'll be retired and I'll build the school then, you know, I'll have more time will have more money is if you ever have more time, right? And in, I think it was 2012, um, one of my students was shot and killed, who was an amazing 12-year-old boy who was literally just playing in front of his house, was doing nothing wrong. And he was 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 gunned down um, as front of, in front of his younger brother. And so I had this idea already brewing of starting a school focused on social emotional learning and trauma-informed care. And when Ryan was killed, that was kind of the catalyst for me to say, screw it. I don't know how to build a school, but this is just so important. I've got to find a way to figure it out. And I just almost laugh looking back because I think like that naivete I had is, <laughs> I mean, how do you, how do you think you can do that? I was out of my mind, but I think there was like some element of that naivete that almost was helpful at the time, right? Because you think that anything is possible and you don't know how hard it could be. So I spent a few years trying to build a school and it took a long time and a lot of money and a lot of people and a whole community to do it. But we did eventually um, open a school. We named it after my student and that was the core premise of the school 
school was making sure that everyone had access to a social worker and really kind of making sure the entire curriculum and everything the school was built on was focused on trauma-informed care because these were students who, you know, had incredible potential, but just a lot of challenges outside of school around sometimes living in poverty or exposure to violence or not having um, stable housing or being in between homes. And, you know, as you both know, like those are those are traumas that are really difficult for adults, let alone for children that don't have the, the resources and, and sometimes the support system. So I was in the process of, of running that school and it was 2020 and COVID happened and a million things were happening at once. And one of my donors came to me and said, Val, you really need to learn more about this organization called Stella and this treatment called SGB or the Stellate Ganglion Block. He said it's going to completely change the lives of your students and your parents and your teachers. And this was someone that I trusted implicitly. So I learned more and got on a phone call. And I, I can tell you I had so much skepticism at first about it. And then we can talk about what it is and, and why I felt that way. But I mean, I really thought this guy was just off his rocker because it just sounded way too good to be true. Why hadn't I heard about this as a practicing clinician? And just why wasn't this a part of like the everyday vernacular for Americans to know that? is out there, but I kept learning more about it and just was blown away. So I ended up joining the company, but that's how I got here. Took me a while to kind of do the research behind the scenes. And then I realized, holy cow, this is a game changer. So the Stella Center is specifically for trauma and alternative interventions. So talk to us a little bit more about that, because that's kind of more obviously modernized, but it's been more talked about recently, especially with first responders who suffer from PTSD. We talk about ketamine, we've talked about EMDR, we've talked about a lot of things that can help them. But this is something that we haven't heard of before. And when Maddie talked about it with us, he was blown away at how life changing it was for him. So tell us a little bit more about that procedure and then what else Stella offers. Yeah, definitely. So the study ganglion block, or an SGB as we call it, it's been around in the pain management world for over a hundred years. So it's not a new procedure in that way, but there is kind of this new implication for, for trauma and anxiety symptoms. So when you talk about trauma, that is a big part of what we do as an organization. It's focusing on trauma and PTSD symptoms, but also it's so much broader than just that. And it's more so I think mental health and anxiety kind of rolled into that because I think trauma, and I know you, you will talk about this often, is something that we so often have this misconception of, of who suffers from trauma and what qualifies as trauma. And I think a lot of us would say, well, if you are fighting in a war and you're in combat, you're able to kind of say I have PTSD or, or sexual assault or kind of some specific instances can qualify as that. We think of trauma as being so much more broad than those definitions. And, you know, I think it's pretty safe to say that all of us experience different kinds of trauma um, the big T and the small T trauma in different forms over the course of our lives, right? And that could be being in combat or being a firefighter or a first responder or being the spouse of a first responder. Um, I am neither a first responder nor the spouse of one, um, but my husband has had a lot of very debilitating health challenges. And so, like, you know, just kind of even knowing what that can be as a caregiver, so someone being a caregiver for a loved one, you know, trauma can be being bullied when you were a child. It can be being bullied in a toxic workplace environment. It can be losing a loved one. It can be losing a spouse in a divorce, right? It can be surviving COVID. It can be just kind of being a person living in 2022 and knowing that there are so many things happening in our world that can be so destabilizing. So we 
you know, we use that word trauma and PTSD often, um, like on our website and we talk about trauma or we talk about SVB. Um, but I think it's so, so helpful to kind of like think beyond that too. This treatment, which I still haven't described, but I will, I've gotten myself and, and I don't have PTSD and I wouldn't qualify as having that, but I've always suffered from anxiety, probably since childhood, I would say. And so what this treatment is really good for is specific symptoms. As I mentioned, it came from the pain management world and, uh, about 20 years ago, a handful of doctors, including our chief medical officer, realized it has these great implications for trauma and anxiety symptoms. And the way that that happened, our chief medical officer, his father fought in World War II in the former Soviet Union. And his mother actually, unfortunately, died by suicide when our chief medical officer, Dr. Leboff, was in med school. So he has been kind of touched by trauma and PTSD his whole life. And so when he realized this implication, it was kind of fortuitous that he was one of the doctors to stumble upon that. So it's, again, kind of been around in the pain world for a long time, but somewhat new kind of in the trauma space. And the way that it works, a stellate ganglion is a bundle of nerves on the front, right and left side of the neck, which connects to the sympathetic nervous system and that amygdala where that fight or flight or, or response happens when we experience trauma and stress. So what this does, people sometimes think that it is a medication or it's psychoactive and it's not. So what we inject is actually an anesthetic, the same anesthetic that is used during epidurals during pregnancy millions of times every single month, very safely. And that actually stays localized and it leaves the body entirely in 24 hours. So it doesn't enter, you know, the anywhere outside that cellic ganglion, does go into the brain uh, stem at all. But what that does is it kind of resets that sympathetic nervous system. So it no longer is going into overdrive and it's no longer in that crazy kind of fight or flight response way. It works whether you had one specific kind of really big trauma or little traumas. It works just as well if the trauma happened yesterday or if it happened 20 years ago. What we've learned is that you can actually see trauma on a brain scan. And that kind of, I think, speaks to why it really needs an anatomical intervention to sometimes fix that, right? And kind of a fun fact, we are definitely not focused on that as an organization, but this has actually been done on animals. It's been done on dogs and even lions, which I think is kind of cool to think about. Again, it's really just this biological injury on our brain, right? And so dogs aren't having kind of the way of processing emotions that we do, like they still have that trauma response that happens just as, as humans do. The procedure itself is actually pretty quick. It's about 15 minutes in total. And really, so that one injection that does that reset, you you will feel pretty instantaneously calm in most cases. And most people feel an alleviation of the physiological symptoms of trauma and anxiety. So the racing heart, the racing thoughts, that anxiety kind of panic attack feeling, hypervigilance, um, irritability. And those are impactful feelings for, for any of us who have anxiety or trauma, but especially for first responders, it's been really awesome to see what kind of outcomes they have for someone who is so used to living in that fight or flight response every single day for so many years on a, in a row. It's been pretty cool to see. That's fascinating. And I know when Maddie was telling us about it, he was saying that it actually helped his wife. I think everyone knows now at this point, his wife actually got pregnant, which was completely unexpected. And they, 
I guess, linked it back to having this procedure done because it relaxed his brain and relaxed that fight or flight. And from there, it actually relaxed his sperm and also gave him the ability to magically produce a child that they weren't expecting. So yeah, and and that is such an exciting and really cool story. And you know, we're to find out out there pretending as if or claiming that this is uh, is helping with fertility. But it's not it's not that surprising when you think about it, right? And it's no different than um, we so often hear from individuals, first responders and, and otherwise who had challenges with substance abuse beforehand, and who no longer have that same urge or that same craving, right? Because so many of us when we're turning to alcohol or drugs or cigarettes or shopping or like whatever that addiction is, it's to self soothe, right? And it's to deal with those trauma and anxiety symptoms that we have. And so if you wake up and you feel calm in your body, you know, it kind of goes, uh, goes to sand that those, those urges are going to go away, um, which is, yeah, really exciting. So there, there are a lot of new, um, kind of little directions that we're seeing this go that we we weren't even really aware of, I think, until pretty recently. I'm not an expert on this, but there are, is a lot of research in long COVID symptoms also going away with SGB. So while we're focused on the mental health side of things, I think it's, it's kind of cool knowing that there's so many kind of happy byproducts that can happen also. Oh, that's really cool. So does the one procedure last for a long extended period of time or will it be one where you might have to go back and get it again? That's a really good question. So it's not 100% for everyone. Um, Nothing ever is in medicine, right? But we come really close to that. So 83% of people will have the results they want after one procedure. Another about seven to ten percent will come back for a second treatment, and by then they will get the results they want. Now, how long it lasts does vary a little bit based on the individual. Some of that is just our biochemistry is always a little bit different how we you know metabolize the anesthetic, but most of it is what you are doing with this new kind of foundational sense of being calm. So this will not change if you are in a tough job, if you are going back to an abusive marriage, right? So this kind of being that step one to get calm in your body. And then I think it's really important. And we always say as an organization, so critical to keep doing the work and then go to therapy, do the peer support, the yoga, the meditation, whatever those tools are for you. And that's really going to help you to make those behavioral changes and insights that are going to help this to stick. I can tell you in my own experience, you know, going to therapy, that was when I really noticed the biggest impact, actually, um, as I had just gotten SGB very recently, was doing a health history with a new therapist and was recounting something that other Otherwise, would have been pretty triggering for me. And the therapist stopped me in the middle and was like, Val, do you realize you have a smile on your face when you're talking about this, you know, thing that I know is very difficult for you. And that was just a night and day experience for me from before when even just the thought of something, let alone talking about this particular memory would have totally sent me into a spiral, right? Like that feeling of panic attack, like sometimes crying or getting emotional. And it would ruin my day sometimes, just that memory of the experience. So it helps you to feel, I think, with those moments as if, you know, it still happened and you still need to get to do the therapy and work through that tough situation. But for me, it feels like it's this thing almost like on another planet, really far away, miles away in this shade of gray, instead of this kind of omnipresent thing kind of huddling over you at all times. And what we often hear from people who get SGB is similar ways that they feel right after. And so often it is, I feel like a weight has been lifted off me. A lot of veterans who are used to like in 
combat, like carrying around like a, you know, 200 pound rucksack. They're like, oh, it feels like I was walking around with that rucksack my whole life and I didn't know it, but I just took it off. And I finally know what it feels like to be calm again. That's amazing. And I love that you said it's kind of step one in the process rather than just do this and you'll feel better because we all know that's not true. So I think that's fascinating and I love it. So Stella Center is in Chicago. Are there also other Stella Centers? Yeah. So we were head we're headquartered in Chicago and a lot of our founders are here. That's where I am as well. But we are actually across the country. So we're about 50 locations across the U.S. right now. We are also in Israel and Australia. I don't know if any of your listeners are there or not, but we are. And you know, we've grown pretty quickly. We're about two and a half years old as an organization, but we've grown really quickly because there's been you know such a need popping up around the country. But on the other hand, as we talked about before we hit record, it's really staggering to me that people don't know what this is, right? So Although, you know, we, we've treated over 5,000 people in the last couple of years alone, the majority of people out there have no idea what this is. And that is what keeps me up at night, knowing that so many people had the chance to have that relief from their symptoms and to feel better and to feel calm in their body, that sense of, of happiness and contentment that, we you know, we've seen improve marriages, improve people's professional lives. Prevent suicide is, I think, a huge, huge one. So many individuals, especially folks in the first responder space, tell us that they had multiple suicide attempts before because they're PTSD was so intense and that this gives them their life back. So the fact that people don't know what this is, I think is a travesty. Well, that's why we wanted to talk to you because (laughs) hopefully we'll bring it to light a little bit more with some of our listeners. So this is great. Thank you so much. And the Stella Center also has some other, obviously, tools besides the SGB, right? Yeah. So we started as focusing on SGB is kind of our core um, offering because we saw that, again, this is kind of the the biggest gap out there. We are doing ketamine as well at some of our locations. And what we found is that SGB plus ketamine can be a really powerful combination for someone who has those trauma and anxiety symptoms, but also depression. So that can be really, really powerful. But because SGB is something that people are, there's not a lot of other practitioners that are doing that. We're the only provider, I think, that has just more than one location level in 50 across the country. And we also have been doing some things that are pretty exciting that I don't even think we've launched officially. So you guys might be one of the first to hear this. Um, but we recently hired a team of mental health nurse practitioners. And so they are going to be actually leading our intake process, as well as we're going to be building out kind of like a psychoeducational series on the back end of treatment. So right now, if someone gets treatment with us, um, we would sometimes refer to a network of providers that we work with. Hey, if you don't have a therapist, here's some great ones, we're going to start having a lot of that in-house. And so you can still keep going to your therapist, but we have this great team that can do these follow-up appointments and really tailor that on why you came to get SUV in the first place. Was it your job, your relationship, just sleep, stress in general? So that's going to be really cool that we're going to roll out next year. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. That is fantastic. Is there anything else you want to touch on with Stella Center? Uh, you know, gosh, I feel like there's a lot of, of things to cover. I'm probably just brushing the tip of the iceberg here. You know, there's some traction happening in the veteran world, which is kind of cool. And that's a different audience, but just kind of worth mentioning. This was really popularized with the special forces community long before it started to trickle into the civilian space because that world has been really hyper-focused on preventing suicide. So they've often been the first to cling to 
practices like, you know, ketamine and SGB and psychedelics. So they often, um, or that's kind of been a space where they've been aware of this for a long time. And what's really exciting is there's an, a, a bill hopefully going through Congress called the Treat PTSD Act. And if that goes through Congress, that will cover this for all veterans across the country. So I only mention that because right now this is not covered by insurance yet. It's out of pocket. But you know, we think that's really going to be a step in the right direction to make this more accessible. And hopefully in a few years, maybe there will be insurance coverage for this. But that being said, you know, I, I never want cost to be an obstacle. And, you know, for folks listening in the first responder space, we sometimes have access to scholarships via nonprofits that we work with. So if anyone wants to learn more, to email me, um, and I can give you my email, or we've got kind of a, an email that we use for those partners in the first responder space, and that's partners at stellacenter.com. So if anyone has questions, wants to learn more for themselves, for a loved one, we love helping anyone, but especially people in the first responder space, that's my passion. So whatever we can do to, to help. Awesome. All right. We're going to put you in the hot seat now. Okay. So if you've never listened to the podcast, all it is is a series of questions to help our listeners get to know you better. And our first burning question is we want to hear about your Ellen experience. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's wild. You know, it's funny. I recorded that almost, it was like actually a year ago, like this week, I think, which is so crazy. So when I was at my nonprofit, I applied to the Ellen show a million and one times. I wrote them myself. I had my students making videos and I never heard back and I got sad and I stopped writing to them. And last fall out of the blue, I heard from them and, you know, you saw that I was on the show, but I was not initially aware that I will be on the show. I went out there to just kind of view a taping and it was amazing though because it was a dream to get to talk about my students and Ryan Banks on that stage and you know nothing will bring Ryan back but oh my gosh it still makes me emotional. You know just to know that millions of people got to hear his story was a cool moment and I don't know if either of you have seen the clip but two of my students got to speak virtually when I was on the Ellen stage and that was really cool to get to see them like have that moment to shine that's really that's awesome. amazing what is your coffee order oh good question oh my gosh i don't drink coffee coffee i'm kind of weird and high maintenance <laughs> so coffee i love coffee but it gives me a headache and heart palpitations i'm just really sensitive to caffeine so i have gotten hooked on the like ridiculous alternatives for coffee like mud water or there's one called magic mind which is like a matcha i love mud water yeah, I do too. I, I love the flavor of it. I think it's delicious. Mm -hmm. So I like mud water with oat milk. It's really good. Okay. So I've been thinking about trying mud water. I might have to try it out. I don't have any kind of like a commission on saying that. I think it's great. <laughs> it's, it's good, Chelsea. Yeah. I think you'd like it. Okay. I'll yeah. have to try it. What are two books you'd recommend to our listeners and why? Oh my gosh. That is a hard question. I feel like I need like a year to prepare for that answer. <gasps> I mean, you can plug your book if you want to. <laughs> no, so yeah, I, I wrote a book that I, that I self-published about my school. Um, I also wrote a, a book for fun a couple of years ago during the pandemic. It's like a thriller manuscript that I am trying to find an agent for. So that's the one I'd like to, to plug. <laughs> Gosh, this is a great question. Um, okay, so right now I'm reading, I'm reading a few books at once. There's a book 
called fiber fueled by a doctor. And it's about kind of how important it is to eat fruits and vegetables, which we know. But what he talks about is it's so critical for the microbiome. And so what he recommends is actually having at least 30 different kinds of fruits and vegetables and fermented foods every week. And that if you aim for 30, your microbiome will be in better shape, which impacts like your mood, your longevity, your likelihood of not getting cancer and things of that nature. So it's a really, it is a really cool book. And I'll tell you, I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, but trying to strive for 30 different kinds is kind of a challenge, but it's a fun challenge. I feel like it's like when you're trying to get little kids to eat veggies and you take them to the store and tell them to pick out different colors. Like it kind of makes you feel more creative. Like, okay, I guess I'll try this eggplant that I haven't tried in a while. And so that is a good one that I'd recommend. I'm listening to the audiobook for a book called Rest by Alex Pang. And so my company um, at Stella, we have a an initiative called Project Wellness, which is focused on employee wellness and just trying to make sure that we're all taking care of ourselves and our mental health, working at this company who focuses on that. And so we're doing a book club where we're reading that book. And the book is about how important it is to rest and disconnect and take that time for your brain to just have space and how that impacts us on, you know, a, a creative level, productivity, how when we do come back to work, we're better at our jobs and we have that. And Alex also has another book called Shorter, which is about the 40 work week model, which is also, I think, kind of cool to read about if you're not familiar with it. Um, there's a ton of really cool research out there about how beneficial that model can be. And a lot of companies that have moved towards that 40 work week have more revenue, again, more creativity, more productivity, employees are happier, so better employee retention, you name it. Tacos or pizza? <gasps> Tacos. Hard <Yes>. question. <laughs> really hard question. It kind of depends on the mood, right? But tacos today. No, we're California girls, so it's tacos over here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. No doubt. Yeah. Although Chicago pizza is my favorite pizza, if we're talking about Okay. Deep dish all day. Um, and I'm going to like be the tiebreaker because I actually like New York pizza better. <laughs> no, I love oh, Chicago pizza. Is so that deep dish is just. <laughs> so well, good. come get some before it gets too cold. It's going to hit 30s next week, but it's 75 today, believe it or not, in November. So actually, we were there last month because my daughter goes to school out there and oh. it was so nice. The weather was unseasonably. Yeah. And then starting what starting like Saturday is going to be completely cold for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, it never goes this far into November. Normally we're used to like it's Halloween and like kids are like bundling up over their Halloween costumes because it's 20 degrees. So yeah. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. thank you. If you are curious to learn more about the Stella Center, you can go to StellaCenter.com. For all the info, you can even take a symptom quiz if you think you might be suffering from PTSD. Val, thank you so much for being with us today. If you want to get in contact with Val, you can email partners at StellaCenter.com. What other ways can they get in touch with you? Uh, that is probably a good way. Um, my okay. personal email is Valerie at StellaCenter.com. So V-A-L-E-R-I-E. The partners one goes to me too. And yeah, if anyone has any questions or is interested, definitely please come to me because we do have resources sometimes available that can be helpful to first responders. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Here, this is great. If you like the show today and you want to keep hearing from us, consider leaving us a rating review on any of your favorite listening apps. More specifically, Apple Podcast reviews help us to gain more listeners and find more awesome guests like Valerie. So if you have a few moments, you can always leave us a lovely review. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. Find us on social media at Dear Chiefs Podcast and online at DearChiefs.com. Tune in weekly for the 25,000-foot view of loving a first responder. Audra and Chelsea, over and out. (laughs) 